Welcome to Jets Overtime. Eric Allen and Quincy Anunwa here in the Audi Performance Studio. We are joined, as always, by Anthony Beck as well. The New York Jets got a splash of cold water in the face today down in South Florida. Miami wins 30 to nothing. It is a shutout from the start. The Jets were on their heels, and that never changed for 60 minutes, Quincy. Absolutely. Just like you said, it never changed. They started off in a bad position, right? They couldn't get anything going, and from then on, it just looked ugly. They couldn't figure out how to get the offense going. The defense also was struggling. It just a total poor performance from the team in this one. All right, let's bring in A.B. right now. Anthony, I thought the Jets never gave themselves an opportunity for momentum today. You had the strip sack by Bradley Chubb that sets up Raheem Mostert's first of two touchdowns at 7 to nothing. Then the Jets were trying to create a spark there with a fake punt, and Ashton Davis has stopped. And before you know it, they're down double digits again. Yeah, and unfortunately, when you're a team that's not playing really well, those two things set the tone for the day. And that, quite frankly, just bleeds into your players on the field as far as how the game's going. Uh, you know, listen, offensively, you start the game off, you're trying to get something going. And clearly, the Dolphins didn't respect anything. The run game, the pass game, they just brought their guys, told them to go attack, squeeze the pocket, we'll figure it out. We talked about ways to win this football game, get Bryce Hall involved, get him 17-plus touches. He got seven. Again, when you get down 14 points, 21 points, those things go out the window and now you're reeling. And when you're reeling and you don't really have a plan or a really execution at a high level at all in early in the football game, you find yourself really with no options. And then your quarterback goes out and now you're really whittled down on your playbook. So, uh, you know, listen, you, you got to find ways to have urgency and start faster. If anything with this football team, as bad as they may have been playing, You've got to start the game with urgency and fast and do something early just to set the tone in the right direction. You go like that two, two series in a row, that's not going to get it done. And like I said, it bleeds through all the players for the rest of the game. Quincy, what do you make of what happened at the quarterback position? The Jets under duress their signal callers, but they had to play two again today. Zach Wilson leaving the game late in the first half. We thought at first it was dehydration, and then we heard after the game that Robert Sala said that the league actually phoned down after one of those hits in the first half, and he eventually entered concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, we, we took care of somebody that was obviously injured, right? So that's a good thing. But unfortunately, it's just a, another sign of lack of cont continuity on this offense. They just haven't had it on the offensive line, haven't had it at the quarterback position. I mean, really the only position that's can stay, that stayed consistent really is one guy, Garrett Wilson, mm. right? He's been consistent not only playing, but also just showing up every week. And, uh, you know, you just can't win football games like that. We talked in the pregame. We talked about having a, 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 a game that felt cohesive, right, from, from offense, defense, and special teams. We saw that last week, and we were expecting that coming into this week, and you just didn't see it, especially from the start. And when you see a game like that start off that poorly from the start, you just kind of have an idea that it's going to continue to go that way. When we saw last week's games, the first half at least felt like there was something there. There was a lot of plays being made, and then they would just have their drive stopped. This game, there was just no life on this team. They flew down to Miami. I don't know what happened in, in, in the middle of that journey, but uh, just something didn't help them get on the field. They didn't, they didn't have the push that they needed, and it was just a really poor performance. Anthony, how does that happen? Because the Jets were coming off their best game probably of the season, that trouncing of the Texans. Then they're playing 
a divisional opponent, a team who really gave it to the Jets at their own building just a few weeks ago on Black Friday. And then moments before the game, it was ruled that the most electrifying performer in the National Football League, Tyreek Hill, was not going to suit up. How does this happen? Well, if anybody watched the last game, they would have known that Waddle led the game in receptions and yards. So if anybody thought for one second that Waddle wasn't going to get it done today, he clearly went out there and sent a message. Like I said in the pregame, this is a Super Bowl game for, for the Miami Dolphins. They had to have this. And the Jets coming into this week, traveling on the road, going to a divisional opponent, having a chance to just disrupt and shake it up or at least, at least make it difficult for the Dolphins, uh, especially with their top player down, like you mentioned, was something that you would at least think that that would have been on the table for them coming into this football game. A lot of things can happen. You can have a good week of practice. You, know, you feel like you got everything in line, but ultimately, guys, you got to dress up. You got to dress up and play, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can design great plays. You can do all this stuff. Practice is good, all these things, but you got to buckle up and turn that switch on when it when that game starts. And clearly, the Miami Dolphins were in a much different mindset. And that's the expectation level the Jets had to have from them. And they didn't match them punch or punch along with a multitude of errors. You know, we talk about the offensive line. Coach Solid talked about them getting beat, not good up front. Just everything involved, just the urgency, uh, the level to just come off the ball, to dominate your one-on-one guy, one-on-one opponent. You know, at any, at any token, at least you go out there and do that. And you don't ever question a player's effort. You just watch them how they play snap to snap. Does it matter to them? Do they come off? Yeah, okay, it's a play-action pass. But you could be really aggressive. You could attack a guy. I could take an offensive lineman, you know, trying to go tack a guy. Maybe he whiffs, things happen, but at least he's being aggressive. Today, it just didn't look really good across the board. The Jets had three sacks of Tua Tungavailoa today, and one of those was a solo effort by Solomon Thomas. After the game, Caroline Hendershot talked to the Jets' defensive tackle. Here with defensive lineman Solomon Thomas. Solly, why do you think the Jets struggled coming off a really good game last week and coming into this game not finding a groove? Uh, We didn't start fast. We didn't come out with the energy, the juice that we needed to. Um, Coming out against offense like them, um, you know, you can't start slow. You know, you can't turn the ball over early. We have to come out with juice. You have to put them down early to not let them get in the groove, and we didn't do that. That's why we got beat the way we did today. What did Coach Sala have to say to the team in the locker room after today's game? After the game, he just told us, hey, it's a week-to-week league. We have to put this to bed. We could be feeling great like we did last week after we beat Washington, but we have to review the film. We have to get healthy. We have to be on details. We have to start fast, and we have to win the game. How do you put this to bed and look ahead to next week? We watch the film tonight and tomorrow. We review it, review our mistakes. But a lot of it is mentality. we got to come out with that juice. We have to come out with that that pride. Like, hey, like We just have to do that. So, I mean, Whatever we got to do to do that in practice this week and the team meetings this week, uh, we have to find a way to do that because we have two talents of the team, um, have too good of a roster, and these guys care too much to let that happen again. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Solomon. Thank you, Caroline. Final today from Hard Rock was the Dolphins 30, the New York Jets nothing. There's a big dis- discrepancy as far as total yards are concerned. Miami doing most of its damage through the air this afternoon. Tua completed 23 of 26 passes on third down. Miami converted six of its 15 opportunities. The New York Jets just five of 13. And again, for the offense that scuffled today, they were not unable to get that run game going against a very good Dolphins front. 
Let's bring in Ethan Greenberg from South Florida. Greens, I know the Jets played two quarterbacks today, and the score was 30 to nothing as they were shut out by the Miami Dolphins. But sometimes we overcomplicate things. Football is simple. It's about winning the line of the scrimmage, and the Jets got beat on both sides today. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, when you look at the score, you can think about all the different ways maybe the Jets could have been competitive in this game, but Robert Sala made it very simple. Got beat up front both sides of the ball, and you think about the Jets' offensive line, specifically the right side. We had talked about it in pregame central. Just the shuffling pieces. Jacob Hansen and Billy Turner got the start at right guard and right tackle with no Max Mitchell in the lineup dealing with a neck injury, and the Dolphins took advantage of that. Bradley Chubb had three first-half sacks. He had a sack strip in the second half too he had one in the first half as well so really that was the struggle point for the Jets offensively didn't get anything going couldn't protect the football couldn't pass protect really Jets didn't really try to run the football a whole lot in the first half either and when you listen to coach Sala he just said that they got beat up front and you think about the Jets defense from a rushing perspective did a very good job holding Raheem Mostert in check but it was actually Tua and the passing offense which I don't think we really expected to be the ones to put it on their shoulders to win the this game Jalen Waddle goes over 100 yard ties a season high against for receivers against this Jets defense with CD Lamb he held the record prior for most receiving yards against this group this season and now that goes to Jalen Waddle Ethan I don't think the Jets gave themselves a chance early you mentioned Chubb's strip sack that set up Raheem Mostert's first touchdown and then it's seven to nothing it was an interesting call there from the Jets going for the fake punt with Ashton Davis, wasn't it? It definitely was, and it wasn't like a fourth and one situation. It was fourth and four, and Robert Sala actually said that they felt like they didn't quite use that fake punt that they wanted to use actually in the Week 12 matchup against the Dolphins at MetLife Stadium in the Black Friday game. He thought they had the same look. It obviously didn't work out that way. Short field for the Dolphins. Dolphins go up 10-0. So it really did feel like that the Jets were put behind the eight ball early and then, of course, ends up in a shutout loss here in South Florida. All right, so that came on a fourth and four. Ashton Davis was stopped for the one-yard loss. Zach Wilson got in about 25 minutes of game action today. Trevor Simeon, of course, finished. What's the injury status of Wilson? What happened during the game, and now what's his status moving forward? Yeah, well, the status moving forward right now is concussion protocol. He was ruled out, eventually ruled out with a concussion, but before the half when Trevor Simeon got placed into the lineup at the end of the first half. I was looking on the sideline with my binoculars trying to find Zach Wilson to see if he was benched. Couldn't find him. Turns out that CBS reported he went into the into the locker room early because of dehydration. Then later on in the start of the second half, he was ruled out with a head injury but told not in concussion protocol. Now he's in the concussion protocol. And moving forward, I mean, it's a wait-and-see situation. But the Jets really did feel like they had a lot of nicks and bruises. Quincy Williams in and out of the lineup. Jordan Whitehead as well. Jalen Holmes, Quentin Jefferson did not finish the game. Quentin Jefferson had a hip injury. Jalen Holmes had a knee injury. And Jalen Holmes was actually elevated from the practice squad to the elevated or to the active roster, excuse me. So the interior defensive line, something that I have my eyes on for the last three games here because they – the Jets could be hurting in that department. You think about Al Woods already out for the season. Perrion Winfrey, who was getting called up from the practice squad a couple weeks ago. He's on injured reserve, too, so the Jets really thin at that spot. That's where I'm looking moving forward, EA. Thanks, Greens. Thanks, EA.
Garrett Wilson was aiming to become just the third player franchise history to have consecutive seasons with 80 plus receptions. He needed four today. He got three. We're going to go through all three of them. They all came in the third quarter, Quincy, yeah. on the same possession. Same possession and really the same play. They found something in that third quarter <clears throat> that unfortunately they weren't able to find in the first first two quarters. So here you're going to see it's the same play each time, just on opposite sides. This play right here they're going to run is basically like a stick play, right? So you're going to have him running a little stick here, and then you're going to have a motion with a flat. Easy read for the quarterback. You get your guy with the flat coming here, gives you an opportunity to see where the flat player is, if it's man or zone, and then you throw it right in the hole. But the play that, but what I really want you to see here is the athleticism each time of Garrett Wilson. It may be the same play, but each time he does something special, right? So on this one here, just pause right here. Look at the look at the stretch to get this pass. I mean, the guy is a talented athlete. He's a guy that you talk about every week. You need to get on the ball, and he does a great job on this play here of snagging the ball out of the air. So here it goes right here. Yep. Yeah, A.B., our Telestration is always powered by Microsoft Surface. The bottom line is the Jets got to find ways to get 17 the ball earlier in games, right? Because he's magic yeah. when he's got the ball in his hands. And he, Quincy just showed, listen, any ball in his radius, he's got a chance. I mean, by the time he caught those balls, guys, be frank, the game was already completed. I mean, you know, it was out of hand. You know, you always come out in the first series and find a way uh, to get your ball to your best player. Uh, and if not there, then the next series. But to go a whole half really is inexcusable. So whether that's on the quarterback, the play caller, whatever that may be, whatever the tape shows tomorrow, that person needs to be sat down and say, listen, you know, this guy needs to get the touches. He should get targets every quarter. You know, forget about the half or whatever that is. He is the best receiver on the team, one of the best in the division. And for the fact of the matter, he didn't get any balls or any options in the first half is not good, man. I'm, I'm just love, and, love and if you're on the sidelines and you're going through a whole first quarter and you're thinking, hey, man, like receiver coach tells Hackett or Hackett tells the, the quarterback, like, listen, we got a couple here. You know, you've got this. Like when we got our play card, we got a couple, okay, we got a couple for this guy, this guy, right? These are like, they go to him regardless of coverage. Where was that? Again, it's hard to fathom that you can go through a half and not give one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL uh, a chance to catch a football. Great transition there because let's talk about Garrett, how dynamic he is. Absolutely. With the ball in his hands. Right, so then this is another opportunity for him to get the ball in his hands here. Something that they, you know, A.B. talked about it, right? But this is something, again, a same play and a great opportunity for him to get the ball in space. You see him making a move, making a guy miss. And one thing I, I'll show it from another view, one thing I really like about Garrett Wilson is his ability to stop and start. Mm. The way that he makes these cuts here, right? So this cut here is not easy. Look, mm. Look at this guy, crossover. Anytime you get a DB to make that crossover, you know you've won. Slips behind him, and then the wherewithal, right? A lot of guys, you see quarterbacks that aren't even able to do this, right? Get down. You don't got to take a big hit. He's aware of it, got enough yards, first down, and he's down. Just a great athlete out there. Killer crossover. He looks like Allen Iverson back in the day. Okay. Very smooth player. I like what I'm seeing here. I know a lot of people don't have much to cheer about as far as the Jets tonight. Of course. But again, let give me give me more Garrett Wilson. I want one more play. So on this one here, this is the last one. Again, the same play. I mean, they found some magic on this play. You know, it again, it would have been lovely to get it before. But look at this here again. So this guy, 
not only does he have the ability to make nice catches, not only does he have the ability to also make guys miss, but here again, we're going to see this here. The ball is deflected off the defender mm. and still is able to focus up and make the snag. I mean, just a great player, one of your top players on this team. Again, look at this. This is not easy. Anytime the ball kind of moves off his trajectory, especially that close to the quarterback, it's difficult to track it. But it is no challenge for him. A.B., you are a head coach. You also played in the National Football League. Uh, Robert Sala was asked about this after the game that, hey, it looked like Garrett Wilson was having animated conversations on the sideline with his teammates and other folks. Isn't that par for the course? Isn't that what you want from a competitor? This guy wants to win. You know, unfortunately for Garrett Wilson, he, you know, he's playing with a third string quarterback. You know, I feel bad for him that, you know, he's not going to be able to have the time up front to let the allow the quarterback to give him the opportunities he deserves. But you couple of these plays that you just showed, these are quick ones, man. Hitches, slants, you know, a little hookup. These are things you can run from the first play of the game. Why not run them then? I, I just again, I, it's not hard to, to get this kid the ball. He's got to make three. He had three catches and they're all three great catches. I mean, they. There was nothing easy about him, yet you know you didn't, you couldn't find a way uh, to, to get him a target in the first half. I just think it's it's almost criminal. I don't know, man. I just I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because I don't know whose fault it is. But you can't. I'm telling you, it just doesn't. You can't go through a half and not have that happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, Garrett Wilson finishes with three catches today. He is 79 for the season. He's going to reach 80 next week against the Washington Commanders. Who's going to be throwing him the ball? We'll have to find out. That could be Trevor Simeon. After the game, he talked to the voice of the Jets, Bob Schusen. So, Trevor, tough sledding out there today for you, I'm sure, in the entire offense. Yeah, clearly uh, not good enough. That's, uh, that's a punch in the gut for sure. So, uh, you know, we got a game next week. Can't do anything about this one. Uh, we'll watch it, improve, and, and hopefully string three, three good ones together here down the stretch. Um, from your seat on the sideline and then when you got in the game, it seemed like the Dolphin pass rush particularly was about as big a factor as there was in the outcome of today's game. Was it as difficult to deal with out there as a player as it looked like from our vantage point upstairs? Yeah, I think obviously you look inward first, right, and you're like, you, you want to execute better, but at, at the same time you tip your cap. They, they got a really good group. Really talented. I know they lost uh, Jalen earlier to us, but um, they got a lot of a lot of really good players up there. And um, yeah, we we got to find a way to execute, do our part, and uh, again, punch in the gut. Uh, credit to them, but we didn't play good enough today. What do you say to this group as a veteran? You have you have some young guys on this offense trying to find some answers still with three games to go. Yeah, nobody cares. I mean, be a professional. Nobody cares. Um, we're going to play next week uh, and put our best foot forward. That's, that's all it comes down to. Be a, be a grown man, be a professional, and uh, get back to work. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Jets are 5-9. and nine. Now with that loss to Miami today, it was 30 to nothing down in South Florida. After the game and a couple results there, late results in the 1 o'clock hour, it is now official. The Jets have been eliminated from postseason contention. A.B., your thoughts on the season to date, because the Jets still do have three games remaining, and as Trevor Simeon just said, it's time. you got to be a professional. Yeah, you know, not good, right? I mean, I think, obviously, outside Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, uh, I thought there would be a little better level of functionality, in particular in the offensive side. We know how good the defense is. We know how good they were playing early on in the season to hold the fort down. And, you know, okay, you take a game, two, three, maybe four, okay, five 
to figure it out. I, I think, listen, I, I get it. There's frustration. The offensive line, we talk about it every week. It's not good enough. Miami didn't seem like they had all their guys playing either. Okay, so what did I see Miami do? I saw a lot of what? Short, quick passes. And what did we say in pregame? I said you are going to see a lot of that. And that's what you got. Where was ours? Where was our opportunities to do that? So, again, yeah, we get it. It's not the best up front. No question about it. Okay, how do we overcome that? How do we help that? How do we fight through those areas so that we can have something, a successful play, a play where at least Garrett Wilson catches it at the line of scrimmage, and let's see what happens. Brees Hall catches it at the line of scrimmage, and we see what happens. Maybe a double screen. You know, look one way, turn around, give it to the other guy. Miami looked like they were heat-seeking missiles off the line of scrimmage today. I don't think every single snap, you know, you looked at that and you felt like, okay, there was nothing there. It's just you just plan for those things to happen. And no, look, we got weaknesses on this position, this position up front. It's going to be tougher to run here. And you know what? When your better players up front have a bad game, that only compounds the whole thing as well. So what do you do to plan for that? to get back on top, to get ahead of the sticks, to move the chains, keep your defense off the field, and find a way to get a field goal, right? And they couldn't do that today. It's hard to get shut out. It's disappointing. The season has been disappointing. They do have three left. They have a chance to go out there and win them all if they can. But right now, you only go off what you do. Quincy talked about consistency after last week's win. Yeah, we know the highest winning. But you got to put you got to put wins and stack them together. And this team right now just isn't good enough to do that on all phases to to really excel and stack those wins. Hopefully next week it's a different story. Yeah, Tua did a lot of damage with the short passing game today, 21-24. They had that long pass to Waddle, um, and he had a big game, as Anthony mentioned early on here. What do you guys make? Let's close here and talk about the quarterback situation just for a moment. We talked about it in pregame central. Adam Schefter said that it's expected Aaron Rodgers will be medically cleared to return this week. The Jets have until Wednesday to decide whether to put him on the active roster or on injured reserve. Now we find out that Zach Wilson is in concussion protocol. He didn't finish today's game. He played 25 minutes. Trevor Simeon finished. The Jets also had Brett Rippon as their third emergency quarterback. Is it Simeon's ball on Sunday? And also, does Rodgers stay on injured reserve? Does he go to injured reserve? Yeah, I think uh, personally, if you look at what's going on right now, you know, it's, it'll be tough to bring Aaron Rodgers up. It, it doesn't make sense uh, for the team or for him, his health. You know, you talk about the injuries just with Zach Wilson today, and that was through holes in protection. You don't want something like that to happen with Aaron Rodgers out there. Your goal is to have him for the future for as many years as he's willing to play for this team so or contracted to play for the team, right? So you need to make sure that you don't put him out there and, and, and risk any injury. But as far as the game, right, I just kind of want to drop a couple things in there, a couple things in there. I think, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Last week when I watched the film over, I, I thought that there was a lot of, um, I hate to use the word luck, but it was a lot of, like, great fortune in the, in, the, in the game last week. They had a lot of great breaks, right? Especially, I, I mentioned it on Twitter, uh, a few times they had some plays that usually end up be, being bad for them uh, in their first touchdown drive. And in this week, it just completely looked like they didn't have any of that good fortune. And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, the quarterback not having the same confidence, the offensive line not having the same confidence. But in general, right, I don't think that was just a scheme thing. I think that the guys just had to figure out what, what did they have last week and how can they harness that from week to week? Because you have three weeks left in the season to really play for your pride. 
Um, you know, at this point, you're out of the playoffs, so it becomes a lot more challenging to have something to look forward to. So you have to play for what it is that you play this thing. What is your purpose in playing this game? You know, that's something I always focus on when I'm talking to guys about football. Is like you have to find out what your purpose is, so that when things get hard and the playoffs are no longer in reach, you have something else to play for. Because this week today did not look encouraging at all for the rest of the season. If they play this way for the rest of the season, you know, it's just going to be very ugly. And, and, and you don't want to go into an offseason uh, with this continuously, three more weeks of this, right? And, uh, you know, I think those guys are probably in the locker room upset, uh, dejected, all those different things. So I know that they want to come back next week with something different, um, and, and it needs to happen. It absolutely needs to happen. A.B., your take on the quarterback situation for the next three games and also the challenge at hand for this coaching staff now that this happened today down in South Florida where the Jets, they had reason for optimism. They had reason for feeling good and saying, hey, maybe we can put a couple together here. Now it feels like it's back to square one. Yeah, to your first point and question with the quarterbacks, to be quite frankly, it really doesn't matter who starts a quarterback at this point in the season. It could be any of them, all three. You got 100 yards, total yards, in an NFL football game. And this isn't the first time we've had in the hundreds throughout the year, okay? It's not going to magically happen. It's not going to be here next week. It's not going to appear the last three games of the season. I think the most important thing, and listen, I lost games last year, and some of those things you felt like the juice wasn't there. And I heard that from player interviews, several players saying that, the energy. didn't. Well, why is that? And you sit there as a coach and you think, how do you amp it up? How do you find a way to get the guys inspired? And I think that's the goal for Coach Sal and his staff. I want to see a competitive football team in all phases, in all aspects. The offense, if they just move the ball, if they have to punt, they win field position, I think a lot of people would take that as a win. It takes a lot of pressure off the defense. But you can't even uh, pass the 50-yard line in this football game for most of the first half into this into the third quarter so again takeaways defensively find a way to get some we haven't seen those in a while interception scores when's the last time maybe we scored recently on defense i can't remember but that's got to happen too there's a lot of pressure on the defense yes but you can amp it up aggressiveness wise you can bring more pressure you can do a lot of things i'll tell you one thing with the commanders they may not have won a lot of games but they're going to bring a little juice and fire on offense they got a quarterback that likes to get the ball out of his hands they got an offensive coordinator who's striving to be a head coach and going to bring it every single week, and that has to be matched. So, again, be competitive, and finding out the formula for that is key because today the energy and whatever all those players were saying wasn't there, I'm going to have to buy into that and say that they're right. So how does that change next week? We'll find out. Well, A.B., you bring the energy every week. We're going to see you next week. Uh, hopefully we all can celebrate Christmas by that time. Mm. Uh, the Jets' next game, of course, Christmas Eve against the Washington Commanders. We will, we will be back out in the tailgate zone yeah. for pregame central. So if you are going to the, sta the stadium, make sure you make your way out to the tailgate zone. But the Jets officially eliminated from postseason contention with a 30 to nothing loss to the Miami Dolphins. For everybody here at One Jets Drive, we're signing off.